Welcome to Keep the Torah Podcast number 20. We're into Season 2, Episode 3. If you're following the Torah, this week is the Feast of Unleavened Bread, described in Exodus 12. Today we'll hear a message from Rabbi Michael Skobak on why Jesus is not the Passover Lamb, and then read through our weekly Parshaw, or Torah reading in Exodus 12, Numbers 28 19-25, Joshua 2 5-15, 3-5-7, chapter 6 verse 1, and 27. We will leave the link to Michael Skobak's YouTube video in the podcast comments. One of the weird reasons that Christians connect Jesus to the Passover lamb is that in the story of Jesus' crucifixion, we're told that unlike the two people who were hanging on crosses next to him, Jesus expired very quickly. The Christian Bible says that the Romans did not want Jewish people to be hanging up on a cross over the Sabbath. The Romans were very nice and sweet. And what they would do if someone was crucified on a Friday when normally it would take several days to die on the cross. So the Romans would hasten their death by taking a big wooden mallet and breaking their legs. Why would that help? Because the person on the cross would prop themselves up by their legs on the cross beam on the bottom and allow themselves to breathe. That was the reason people died from crucifixion. They asphyxiated because they couldn't support themselves. They would collapse under the weight of their body and their body would crush their own diaphragm and they couldn't breathe and they'd be asphyxiated. So the Romans, if someone was crucified on a Friday in order to make sure the person would die before the Sabbath, they would break their legs so they wouldn't be able to support themselves. Their, their upper thorax would crush their diaphragm and they would expire. So the Christian Bible says that when Jesus was crucified on a Friday, the two people next to him were still alive and kicking, so their legs were broken. But they came to Jesus and it says he already was dead. And they didn't have to break his legs. And the Christian Bible says, you see, in the Jewish Bible it says that you can't break any of the bones of the Passover lamb. And you see, Jesus' legs were not broken. And that fulfilled the requirement in the Jewish Bible that none of its bones could be broken. The problem is that this is sort of very selectively choosing which laws of the Jewish Bible to fulfill. The Jewish Bible has many laws of sacrifices. First of all, you for sure couldn't sacrifice a human being. The Bible goes into great length excoriating and, and basically cursing people who sacrificed human beings. Secondly, a sacrifice could not be blemished in any way. One of the reasons why they would take the Passover lamb and tie it up for four days before they sacrificed it was to make sure that it was examined properly and there were no blemishes, no nicks, no cuts, no scratches. Every Jewish sacrifice had to be examined very carefully to make sure there were no blemishes or scratches or cuts. 
Well, Jesus was beaten up before he was crucified. He had a crown of thorns put on his head. He was circumcised, and in the Christian Bible, they describe circumcision as mutilation. He was stabbed in the side by a Roman spear. He was whipped viciously. And so he clearly was someone that was not without blemish. He had plenty of physical blemishes. He certainly could not serve as a sacrifice. According to the Jewish Bible, all sacrifices had to be roasted, had to be burnt. Jesus was not burnt. And so when you go through the laws of sacrifices, it's sort of absurd to say, well, he must have been a sacrifice. His bones weren't broken. And yet they very conveniently ignore all the other laws of sacrifices. The one ironic thing that I want to share is that there was a significance to the Passover sacrifice. We know from the Jewish Bible in the book of Exodus, chapter 8, verse 22, that the Egyptians worshipped the lamb. Egyptians worshipped the lamb. And one of the things that we were doing by taking the lamb and tying it up in our homes for four days was to really rub it into the faces of the Egyptians. We were making a statement. We were taking the national flag of the Egyptians and we were desecrating it right in front of their faces. We were tying up their god to our, door, to our bedposts. And if anyone would ask us, what are you doing with the lambs? We would say, well, in four days, we're going to kill it and eat it. And so when you think about it, the Passover ritual, to a great extent, was an act of Messiris Nefesh, a self-sacrificing act by the Jewish people to prove themselves worthy of redemption from Egypt. We were very dramatically taking the God of the Egyptians and desecrating it in front of them and then slaughtering it and eating it. It was a rejection of idolatry. The Passover sacrifice at its core was not simply a commemoration of the exodus from Egypt. The sacrifice of the Passover lamb was a rejection of idolatry. The great irony is that Christianity ended up deifying Jesus. Although initially Christians did not worship Jesus as God, he did not claim to be God, within about a hundred years, virtually all Christian sects came to believe that Jesus was God in the flesh, one-third of the Holy Trinity, God the Son, and in virtually all Christian denominations throughout history, Jesus is worshipped as God. So, to equate Jesus with the Passover lamb is incredibly ironic because the Passover lamb, if we really understand its message, would be saying, run as far away from this religion as you can. This religion that took a human being and deified him and worships him as God is the antithesis of the Passover lamb. It's not a fulfillment of the Passover sacrifice.
We'll read from the Torah now. First portion. Exodus chapter 12. 21. Moses summoned all the elders of Israel and said to them, Draw forth or buy for yourselves sheep for your families and slaughter the Passover sacrifice. 22. And you shall take a bunch of hyssop and immerse it in the blood that is in the basin, and you shall extend to the lintel and to the two doorposts the blood that is in the basin, and you shall not go out, any man from the entrance of his house until morning. 23. The law will pass to smite the Egyptians, and he will see the blood on the lintel and on the two doorposts, and the Lord will pass over the entrance, and he will not permit the destroyer to enter your houses to smite you. 24. And you shall keep this matter as a statute for you and for your children forever. Second portion. Exodus chapter 12. 25. And it shall come to pass when you enter the land that the Lord will give you, as he spoke, that you shall observe this service. 26. And it will come to pass if your children say to you, what is this service to you? 27. You shall say, It is a Passover sacrifice to the Lord, for he passed over the houses of the children of Israel in Egypt when he smote the Egyptians, and he saved our houses, and the people kneeled and prostrated themselves. 28. So the children of Israel went and did, as the Lord commanded Moses and Aaron, so they did. Third portion. Exodus chapter 12. 29. It came to pass at midnight, and the Lord smote every firstborn in the land of Egypt, from the firstborn of Pharaoh who sits on his throne to the firstborn of the captive who is in the dungeon, and every firstborn animal. 30. And Pharaoh arose at night, he and all his servants and all the Egyptians, and there was a great outcry in Egypt, for there was no house in which no one was dead. 31. So he called for Moses and Aaron at night, and he said, Get up and get out from among my people, both you, as well as the children of Israel, and go, worship the Lord as you have spoken. 32. Take also your flocks and also your cattle, as you have spoken, and go but you shall also bless me. 33. So the Egyptians took hold of the people to hasten to send them out of the land, for they said, We are all dead. 34. The people picked up their dough when it was not yet leavened, their leftovers bound in their garments on their shoulders. 35. And the children of Israel did according to Moses' order and they borrowed from the Egyptians silver objects, golden objects, and garments. 36. The Lord gave the people favor in the eyes of the Egyptians, and they lent them, and they emptied out Egypt. Fourth portion. Exodus chapter 12. 37. The children of Israel journeyed from Ramesses to Succoth, about 600,000 one foot, the men, besides the young children, 38, and also, 
a great mixed multitude went up with them, and flocks and cattle, very much livestock. 39. They baked the dough that they had taken out of Egypt as unleavened cakes, for it had not leavened, for they were driven out of Egypt, and they could not tarry, and also, they had not made provisions for themselves. 40. And the habitation of the children of Israel, that they dwelled in Egypt, was four hundred and thirty years. 41. It came to pass at the end of four hundred and thirty years, and it came to pass in that very day, that all the legions of the Lord went out of the land of Egypt. 42. It is a night of anticipation for the Lord, to take them out of the land of Egypt, this night is the Lord's, guarding all the children of Israel throughout their generations. Fifth Portion Exodus Chapter 12 43 The Lord said to Moses and Aaron, This is the statute of the Passover sacrifice. No estranged one may partake of it. 44 And every man's slave, purchased for his money you shall circumcise him. Then he will be permitted to partake of it. 45 A sojourner or a hired hand may not partake of it. 46 It must be eaten in one house, you shall not take any of the meat out of the house to the outside. Neither shall you break any of its bones. 47 the entire community of Israel shall make it. 48. And should a proselyte reside with you, he shall make a Passover sacrifice to the Lord. All his males shall be circumcised, and then he may approach to make it, and he will be like the native of the land, but no uncircumcised male may partake of it. 49. There shall be one law for the native and for the stranger who resides in your midst. 50. All the children of Israel did, as the Lord had commanded Moses and Aaron, so they did. 51. It came to pass on that very day, that the Lord took the children of Israel out of the land of Egypt with their legions. Mafta Portion Numbers Chapter 28. 19. You shall offer up a fire offering, a burnt offering to the Lord, two young bulls, one ram, and seven lambs in the first year they shall be unblemished for you. 20. Their meal offerings, shall be. Fine flour mixed with oil, three tenths for each bull and two tenths for the ram you shall offer up. 21. And you shall offer up one tenth for each lamb, for all seven lambs. 22. And one young male goat for a sin offering to atone for you. 23. You shall offer these up besides the morning burnt offering which is offered as a continual burnt offering. 24. Like these, you shall offer up daily for seven days, food of the fire offering. A spirit of satisfaction to the Lord, you shall offer up this in addition to the continual burnt offering and its libation. 25. The seventh day shall be a holy convocation for you, you shall not perform any mundane work. Haftarah Joshua chapter 3, 5, And Joshua said to the people, Prepare yourselves, 
for tomorrow the Lord will do wonders among you. 6. And Joshua said to the priests, saying, Carry the Ark of the Covenant, and pass before the people. And they carried the Ark of the Covenant, and went before the people. 7. And the Lord said to Joshua, This day I will begin to make you great in the sight of all Israel, that they may know that as I was with Moses, so will I be with you. Joshua chapter 5. 2. At that time the Lord said to Joshua, Make for yourself sharp knives, and circumcise again the children of Israel the second time. 3. And Joshua made for himself sharp knives, and circumcised the children of Israel at the hill of the foreskins. 4. And this is the reason why Joshua did circumcise, all the people that came out of Egypt, that were males. All the men of war, had died in the desert by the way after they came out of Egypt. 5. For all the people that came out were circumcised, but all the people that were born in the wilderness by the way as they came forth out of Egypt, they had not circumcised. 6. For the children of Israel walked forty years in the wilderness, until all the people, the men of war, that came out of Egypt, were consumed, those who did not listen to the voice of the Lord, to whom the Lord had sworn that he would not show them the land, which the Lord had sworn to their forefathers that he would give us, a land that flows with milk and honey. 7. And their children, whom he raised up in their stead, them Joshua circumcised, for they had not circumcised them by the way. 8. And it was, when all the people were finished being circumcised, that they remained in their places in the camp, until they recovered. 9. And the Lord said to Joshua, This day have I rolled away the reproach of Egypt from you. And he called the name of the place Gilgal to this day. 10. And the children of Israel encamped in Gilgal, and they made the Passover sacrifice on the fourteenth day of the month at evening in the plains of Jericho. 11. And they ate of the grain of the land on the morrow of the Passover, unleavened cakes and parched grain on this very day. 12. And the manna ceased on the morrow when they ate of the grain of the land, neither had the children of Israel manna any more, and they ate of the produce of the land of Canaan that year. 13. And it was when Joshua was in Jericho, that he lifted up his eyes and saw, and, behold, a man was standing opposite him with his sword drawn in his hand, and Joshua went to him, and said to him, Are you for us, or for our adversaries? 14. And he said, No, but I am the captain of the host of the Lord, I have now come. And Joshua fell on his face to the earth and prostrated himself, and said to him, What does my Lord say to his servant? 15. And the captain of the Lord's host said to Joshua, Remove your shoe from your foot, for the place upon which you stand is holy. And Joshua did so. Joshua chapter 6. 1. And Jericho had shut its gates and was barred because of the children of Israel, none went out and none came in. Joshua chapter 6. 27. 
So the Lord was with Joshua, and his fame was throughout the entire land. This concludes our Torah reading today. You can find the original video as well as other informative videos from Michael Skoback with Jews for Judaism on YouTube. Like the coronavirus being falsely portrayed a major world crisis, we are quickly reminded that getting truthful information is critical to making important spiritual decisions. I however think that COVID-19 is happening to the world because the world is largely living contrary to the Torah, or commandments, and this quarantine may be divine intervention to get people searching for answers. For example, when Yisrael was exiled at least twice, I'm sure they had time to think about what sort of things they did to get God angry with them. When they repented. God delivered them. 2 Chronicles 7 13-14 JPCT, 13, If I shut up the sky, so that there is no rain, or if I order locusts to devour the land, or if I send an epidemic of sickness among my people, 14, then, if my people, who bear my name, will humble themselves, pray, seek my face and turn from their evil ways, I will hear from heaven, forgive their sin and heal their land. Thanks for joining Keep the Torah podcast number 20 today. We trust the information provided will be of incredible value. May the Hashem of Avraham, Yitzchak, and Yoakov be praised in our actions. Until next week. Goodbye.